Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of the With Love from Live podcast. I'm Liv, and I love that you're here. So this week's episode is exciting for me to share with you. I think I say that every single episode. I love doing these podcast episodes, so I hope that you do too. Um, but what is significant about this episode is that... Number one, it is officially episode 20, and Christian was telling me that podcasters, like 90% quit before their 20th episode, so we are just rolling right into the top 10% of people who have podcasts, who continue podcasts, and If that is not illustrative of what makes a person successful, then like, I don't know what is, right? Um, Which I hear now how possibly conceited that sounds. (laughs) Um, But what I mean by that is just that all success is, is committing to something and that's it. It's just committing to something. It's committing to something that you really want, um, something that you decide to be intentional about, that you are excited about, um, and kind of operating in the space of being a coach, not just a dating coach, but also as a wealth and success and business mentor. Um, the people that I work with, they all tend to be really successful people. And the reason being is that they commit to this program that I do. All of my programs are at least six months and I do not just let them quit, right? They are committed. They are in it. And the people who like just don't give up, they see some of the most incredible, incredible results happen for them. And it's amazing. And I'm not going to go into all of their amazing successes here because um, this podcast is already going to be a little bit longer um, because I'm actually taking it from the live that I did today. So if you did not catch it on Instagram, um, I am just going to share the video audio here. Um, and I'm going to combine the two videos because I had like an audio problem as I was recording earlier, which was annoying. Um, so if you were on the live and the audio cut out and you didn't catch the rest of it, um, the whole thing is going to be spliced together here. So, um, this episode itself is something that is very, very dear to me and, Uh, If you haven't been able to guess based on my social media this whole week, um, I am talking about actual red flags to watch out for when you're dating. And this is a topic that I feel very compelled to share with you this week Um, and just recently because one, I don't believe really in red flags, like what I see people talk about, they are like so insignificant usually. Um, And usually people are like, oh yeah, red flag, this like annoying quirk that someone has. And it's like, really? Like that's going to be a red flag for you? That to me is an indicator that like you struggle with people's imperfections, Um, which honestly is more reflective than you might think it is. So um, anyways, the video that I share is essentially just my story of how I started this whole business, where I came from. And the interesting part about it is that I'm in such a different place now. And Honestly, there isn't a single area of my life where I'm bummed out about it. (laughs) Like, I genuinely just love the life that I live. Every single day, it's fun, it's free, it feels like I want it to. Um, I get to spend 
pretty much all of my time hanging out with Christian because we both work from home and it's just amazing. And the work that I do is connecting with singles and uh, I sometimes married people in my mentorship program, but just connecting with people in the LDS community and helping them see themselves as I believe they are created to be, which is as an infinite being, um, as someone who is limitless. And that just lights me up. And um, the crazy thing is that this is so, so, so opposite of how I felt just a few years ago. And the interesting thing is that I am 29 years old. Um, if you are not into astrology, I'm just going to let you know right now that I absolutely am. I also have like rock salt lamps in almost every room in my house. And like, like I am all into all of that. Right. And, uh, there is a term that I'm a little new to it, so I may get parts of it wrong, but my understanding is that it's Saturn's return, um, and it's essentially this astrological uh, phenomenon that in your 29th year, you tend to have kind of a callback um, in a lot of ways in your life to who you were in childhood and so it's kind of this like reemergence of your past more or less. And that is something that I have seen in a really, really crazy way, especially this month. And so in honor of kind of all these blasts from the past that I've been having that I won't go into right now is that um, it has brought me back to okay, where did I start? Where did I start this whole journey? Where did I start this business? Where did I start my story as a dating coach? And uh, the live that I'm going to share with you for the rest of the podcast is how I got started. Um, this is a little bit heavy of a topic. Um, as a trigger warning, I do talk about my own sexual assault. And if that's something that is too sensitive, then I am not offended if you skip this episode, um, but I do also talk about the three major red flags that I don't see people clarifying. Um, I don't see people aware of. I don't see people actively trying to avoid. And in fact, I used to gravitate towards them because I had a lot of healing that I needed to do internally. And I was effectively trying to do that healing through these experiences, like through dating a certain type of guy. Um, uh, if you feel me, this is a shout out to all of my fixers, all of my project people. Um, that was me. I, I wanted to fix somebody, um, which I learned later was code for me wanting to fix what was broken inside of me, um, what needed healing inside of me. And um, that basically I, I was acting out the work that I needed to do in unhealthy ways. Um, and so that may be something that you can identify with. And I really, really hope that this episode provides you a lot of clarity around what to actually avoid. Um, because in this live, I'm talking about not like, what do you avoid? Because that is annoying in a person. I'm actually talking about what qualities make a person unsafe. And the people who are unsafe, avoid them at all costs. And especially if you feel like compelled to connect with them um, because maybe you're empathetic, maybe you are a nurturer, maybe you are, um, you know, like whatever it is that's, that's like drawing you to them. Um, the relationship that you can and sometimes do create in that dynamic is 
pretty much always going to be unhealthy. Um, and for me, um, it was just like understanding that I was almost trying to act as a therapist in a romantic setting. And that's not my job. I am not a therapist. I was not qualified to act as one in those relationships. And um, the fact that I kept entering into those and I, I kept perpetuating that pattern in my dating life, I learned later through healing, through therapy, through my journey that um, that I was just, uh, I was seeking for something. I was seeking for healing. I was seeking to be seen. And, um, and just identifying that helped me to shift out of it. So um, with that intro, I am going to uh, just go ahead and shift into this live. And I really, really am being visible here. Um, and so I just hope that this visibility grants you space to be seen yourself. Um, if you see yourself in my story, then please, please connect with me about it. Tell me about it. Um, and I would love to just bring more awareness to these kind of habits of uh, self-sabotage and, and ultimately help be really proactive against predatory behavior. So here we go. Hello, hello, everyone. So excited to come on here live and just take some time and reconnect with you guys. I want this live video to be an opportunity for you to submit any questions. Um, I'd be more than happy to answer them today. Um, and more than anything, um, I want this call to be, or this video, um, to be kind of a throwback to the beginning. Um, because this month in January, um, it has been a pretty sensational month in a lot of ways. Um, I'm connecting with a lot new of new clients and... Cameron, so good to see you too. Thanks for hanging out with me here. Um, and this month I am hitting a couple of milestones in my business that just a couple of years ago just seemed so far beyond me, so far out of reach. So for this video, um, I, I just want to be super, super visible and transparent with my journey. So as I kind of just sink into um, where I am now and I hold with gratitude the journey that I've been on to get here, um, I hold with gratitude all of the singles that I've had the blessing to connect with um, and just the ability to share my message with so many people. Um, I want to make sure that I take time um, to just tell you how I got here, right? Um, because honestly, a lot of the success um, that I'm tapping into, um, and I don't know why I put air quotes around it, it is success because I'm doing what I want to do. And my full-time job is just doing what I want to do. And that's what success is. It's just being intentional with your time. Hi, Lars. <laughs> um, it's being intentional with your time and it's the freedom to use your time how you want to. And I feel incredibly blessed that I am able to do that. Um, Lars, feel free to drop your question and I'll get to it in a minute, okay? So um, to kind of frame all of this for you, I started this business, <laughs> thank you so much, Chelsea, you are beautiful. Um, so I started this business, um, honestly, as a way for me to heal. Um, so I have been sharing a little bit this week, kind of heavy, I know, um, about 2018, 
where I, I went through honestly a lot of horrible things. 2018 was a really, really rough year for me. Um, and honestly, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I had to deal with, uh, some, uh, problems <laughs> with the firm that I worked for, um, which ended up like causing me to lose my job, which I should not have. Um, and then at the same time I was dating a guy who ended up sexually assaulting me and I needed to process that kind of out loud because I just like, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't wrap my mind around why I was in such a bad situation. Um, and this is something that I see happening a lot. Um, and actually Lars, your question when it comes to dating, what is a major red flag? Um, this is going to answer that question. Okay. This story for you. So when I was dating this guy specifically in 2018, um, there were three like big red flags that were evident. Uh, they were glaring, but I didn't see them for kind of the danger signs that they were. So the first red flag that, uh, that actually it just like clicked for me only just a couple of weeks ago what this was um, from a friend who works in wilderness therapy um, that he was excessively touchy when I first met him. Like, like so, so forward um, and so, so physical right from the get-go. Um, and like in the moment I was thinking like, oh, like this is fun and it's flirty and like, it's kind of a lot for me. I'm not someone who is like, especially physically affectionate. Um, and, uh, but I was kind of like swept up in the attention of it. Um, and that's honestly like what I was craving the most was, uh, I, I was looking for attention for validation from men. It was something that I was seeking externally. Um, and this guy was just like laying it on me super, super thick. And there was a part of me that thought, um, this is a little, <laughs> a little worrisome. Um, but I kind of ignored that because I, I wanted the attention from him. I wanted this, like, I, I thought that it was filling a need. Um, and it, it wasn't until a couple of months that we had been dating, um, that I started to kind of pay attention to him being that touchy, that flirty, that like overtly sexually aggressive, um, with other women, like right in front of me. But, um, I like justified to myself a lot why that was okay. Um, and why I didn't need to worry about it. Um, and, and honestly I was bothered, but I would just ignore that. I would just kind of push it down because blah, 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 all these reasons. Um, and kind of the, the second major red flag that I missed, um, was that when I tried to express boundaries, um, I was the only one that had them. It was the only one drawing a line physically. I was the only one enforcing kind of being safe um, when it came to being physically intimate. Um, and uh, I thought that that was my job. I thought that if I had strong enough boundaries, then I could enforce them for the both of us. And that was a huge, huge um, mistake on my part that I made. Um, and I see it happening a lot. I see it happening specifically with people who tend to be people pleasers um, in people who have a propensity to, um, to love really hard and to love in excess. Um, and it's, uh, it's sort of something that gets taken advantage of when you're very empathetic. Um, and it was being taken advantage of in this situation. Um, and like, just to lay this out in terms that I, I want to be really clear with, um, this like 
physical aggression in the beginning of the relationship, it was grooming. And if you aren't familiar with that term, um, it is essentially training somebody else to be desensitized to uh, physical aggression so that when the person who's grooming escalates and and really crosses your lines and your boundaries, um, then you have already been like kind of desensitized to it. So so that's what was happening. And I, I didn't understand that. I didn't see it for what it was in the beginning. Um, but that's what it was. That's what I'm calling it. And if you see that, um, that may not always be the case, but definitely, definitely, if you meet someone and they are overly physical with you, they are like touching you where you're not really comfortable. Um, it's like too much too soon. Um, that's a, a indicator um, of grooming. Um, so, so be careful because I'm not here to like assign labels where, uh, you know, it's like for everyone, for every situation, just something to be really, really conscious of. Okay. Um, because that, so the, the overly aggressive physical flirting and, and all of that combined with being the only one in the relationship with physical boundaries and being the only one that was concerned with upholding them and holding to them and like trying to create safety in our relationship, um, big, big, big warning signs. And then the last one, kind of the trifecta that is what really kind of showed me um, that his actions were an indicator of grooming was that when I tried to enforce a stop, when I tried to pull things back, when I tried to um, create more respect and, um, and just safety within the relationship, um, then he would tell me that I was being like too crazy. I was being too controlling. I was being too whatever. So that then I was like second guessing myself and I was like, well, like, am I, am I having boundaries? Like, like, am I being too hard? Am I being too conservative? Am I being too religious? Like, like, I don't know. And I was so confused. I felt so disassociated from the safety that I wanted and these three things together then uh, kind of culminated into this final event of being assaulted and um, I, I don't use that term lightly um, and one I want to be really clear that I'm not taking responsibility for his actions. Um, and if you've been in this situation, it's not your responsibility for somebody else's actions. What I'm saying is that there were warning signs and I missed them. And uh, that doesn't make it my fault, but I could see and I can see now where being proactive would have helped me, where it would have given me um, a lot more awareness and understanding to have avoided not just the situation where this happened, but the guy. I could have avoided this guy entirely. Um, and that's ultimately where this whole business comes from. That's where this was birthed, was that I, I was being really hard on myself and I was taking responsibility for what happened and I was making it my fault um, and it wasn't and I had to understand why it wasn't my fault and how I could avoid it in the future and at the core of my message and what I'm doing um, that's what I'm trying to help singles especially singles within the LDS church is to get really clear on your boundaries, um, but also gain that self-love, that self-awareness, um, and that sense of self-value where you're not even inclined to associate with 
the types of singles who, they're everywhere, they're not just in the church. These types of predatory people, they're everywhere. And chances are you've experienced, you know, some kind of predatory behavior in your life. Um, and that's horrible. Um, and I think that the best defense against that is to be really, really proactive in your offense. And so that's a lot of what's at the core of my coaching is giving people a really, really strong offense, which is confidence. It's a sense of value. Um, and it's a true connection to your divine worth. Um, and that's something that I lacked a lot of when all of this happened in 2018. So, um, getting to a place where I could accept what happened um, and I could understand what happened so that I could avoid it in the future, it became everything to me. And that's what I feel so strongly, so passionately about sharing with you is giving you that sense of just awareness and confidence so that you're not missing potentially dangerous signs, okay? Um, I'm gonna take a break because there's a lot of comments coming in, so um, I wanna make sure that I uh, connect with you guys here. So Lars, um, what do you think about the dating advice, Mary and RM? Um, I realize in a given situation, I won't be able to serve a mission. I kind of feel that pressure that I won't serve a mission. Um, and that gradually makes me not being lucky in the dating field. Um, so this is just my own experience, my own opinion. This is not doctrine. This is, I'm not trying to speak as like a church leader here. Um, my thoughts on that, Lars, um, is that the guy who assaulted me, he was a return missionary. So being a return missionary doesn't like guarantee that you're going to be a good person. Okay. Um, I, I wish that it did. Um, and I experienced that it does not. Um, and so I think something for you to root into here is just to, to check in with yourself and understand, do you believe that you're a good person? Do you believe that you are a child of God. Do you believe that you offer worth and value um, in just being who you are? And do you let that sense of identity guide your actions? And if the answer is yes, then in my opinion, you're going to have good behavior. You're going to do good things. And you are still going to mess up. That's, that's life. We all mess up. We all make mistakes. Um, but if you are leading from a place of you are a divine child of God and you have value and you share that value and connect with other people and you see their value, then chances are pretty good that you're, you're going to be in a good position and, and you are going to receive lots of good things. Um, and ultimately, like, this is um, speaking absolutely not as a therapist or a psychologist or anything, um, but like, from getting into this work and connecting with so many singles who deal with a myriad of issues and problems and trials and all of that, um, my kind of conclusion or, or where I found space to forgive this guy um, is in the understanding that he does not understand his divine identity um, and that he is not putting in the work to self-develop, to self-forgive, to kind of unpack whatever's going on underneath there. Um, that's where I feel a lot of bad behavior stems from. Um, that's just what I've noticed. That's been my experience. Um, it doesn't mean it's the case for every single person. Um, but I truly believe having done this work for the last three years, 
um, and connecting with as many singles as I have been blessed to connect with, I truly, truly believe that so much of our suffering um, can be alleviated when we connect to our divine identity. And, and that is not to say that you won't have trials because the sun goes down on everybody. We all have dark days. And the suffering connected to it, that's going to be an indicator of what's going on beneath the surface. What's, what's crying out to be heard and seen and loved within you. Okay? So, um, I was told, Cameron let me know that um, audio cut out when I was answering his comment, um, which, feel free to drop it again, Cameron, um, but essentially it was that, um, that going on a mission is a personal choice, um, and it absolutely is, right? Um, and when it comes to, like, judging people's decisions, um, then I think that it's not really up to us to say, you went on a mission, you're a good person. You didn't go on a mission, you're a bad person. Um, I don't think that that is a very good measuring stick. Um, however, I think that by who someone is now and who they are as you interact now um, and how they treat you now, that is a very big indicator of their heart um, and and who they are, and if they're someone who is good for you. Um, yes, this can show up as emotional and verbal abuse. Um, so what I want to be really clear with on the last video as well as this one um, is that most red flags that are talked about online, um, I personally, as a dating coach, as a an expert in the field of dating relationships, I think that most red flags are garbage. I think that they're just excuses and I think that they don't really matter as much as people say that they do. Um, however, three major behavioral indicators that there's someone that you would do better to just stay away from um, is what I talked about in the video, um, just to recap, um, that is that they are overly physical, uh, like an uncomfortable level when you first meet them. So there's no trust established. There's no like reason for them to be touching you. There is no connection there for them to be as like forward as they are. Um, so, so if somebody's being physical towards you and you're uncomfortable, that is a big, big warning sign, okay? And speaking from experience, um, that can and often is an indicator of somebody who's trying to groom you, someone who's trying to desensitize you to physical aggression so that when they keep pushing that envelope, that when they keep pushing those lines and those boundaries, you're less likely to fight. And, and that's the whole intention there, right? Um, so definitely, that's a huge, huge, huge red flag behavior that is an indicator that somebody is unsafe. And if somebody is unsafe for you, then it's more than just, oh, is this something I can learn to live with or not? No, this is run away from that person because they need therapy, they need help, they need a real like like somebody who's equipped and trained to deal with that kind of behavior and it's not you okay um and then number two is if somebody not only do they not respect your boundaries um but typically someone who doesn't respect your boundaries um is someone who doesn't have boundaries of their own um so what i learned too late in this dating experience that I have shared um, is that he was also consistently lying to me about his physical boundaries. Um, and he would tell me that he's like had some problems in the past and he's working on it and he's like, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. 
and it turned out to all be untrue. He was literally sleeping with other women while we were dating and he was hiding that from me. So somebody who's, who's not actively engaged with you in enforcing boundaries because your boundaries are there not as like a wall to keep people out. Boundaries, when used properly, they're a way to establish a more trusting, loving, um, safe, intimate connection. Um, and yes, that does include physicality, but it also includes your emotional connection, your intellectual connection, um, and, um, you know, like how they, how you guys come together to build your relationship. And both of you need to have boundaries that bring you closer together because when boundaries are used and enforced and communicated properly, um, then they'll also shift. They'll also change. I absolutely don't have the same boundaries now with my husband that I had when we were dating because the nature of our relationship has changed as, hus as husband and wife um, from what it was when we were just, you know, casually courting and then in a relationship and then engaged. We have changed in all of these different phases. And so our boundaries shifted in all of those different phases and they shifted together. They shifted as a team effort. Um, I wasn't the only one enforcing certain boundaries. He was there with me. He had his own boundaries. He had his own standards. So it wasn't this one-sided, you know, one person trying to enforce boundaries for the both of us. Um, and then the last kind of on a run as far as you can, as fast as you can away from is do they undermine your boundaries? So if you're in this kind of situation where you feel like you're the only one that's pumping the brakes, that's saying, I'm not ready to be that physical with you, that's saying, I don't know if I trust you. Um, and then the person that you're saying it to is undermining what you're saying and they're calling you crazy. They're saying that you're too strict. They're saying that, um, you know, you just need to loosen up and have more fun. And like, ultimately what they're doing there is they're undermining what you feel. Um, and they're, they're disconnecting you from yourself emotionally so that usually, um, they can take advantage of you physically. Uh, so, so it's pretty undermined um, and it's pretty nefarious. And that's just something that, again, that's not something you want to deal with. So I hope that these three red flags, these three real red flags um, have been helpful for you. Um, and they serve as kind of a warning sign for who's going to be unsafe and for me, uh, what I teach professionally and what I believe in personally is the only red flags that will really make a difference um, is, is someone safe for me or not. If the red flags indicate that they are unsafe for you, those are red flags to run away from. Other things that are just like personality quirks or like annoying habits, they're not red flags. And, and I think that uh, it doesn't serve you to run away from all the imperfections of people if they are still a safe. Um, so all of that being said, I'm gonna get to your comments for sure. Um, so Cameron, as you have said before, you are self-abandoning yourself when you get involved in situations like this where you're sacrificing your needs and boundaries. Yes, yes. Yes. And that was hard for me to learn. That's really hard, honestly, to say online because, um, because that can be and often is construed as victim blaming. Um, but I think it's important to just address that if you are willing to walk away from that safety that you can feel um, when your nervous system is regulated, um, then it's actually really easy to just feel that gut feeling of, 
yes, this is a good person that I want to be around or, ooh, I'm like feeling super, super weird here. Something's off. I don't know. I'm feeling uncomfortable. And that inability to connect with your nervous system, um, that is also an indicator that something is going on inside of you that needs to be calmed, it needs to be addressed, it needs to be seen, it needs to be loved. So um, if you find that you are consistently in patterns, going on dates, getting into the types of relationships that are miserable, that are harmful, that are bad for you, but they seem familiar and so you keep going back to it, um, it's not your fault that bad things happen, um, but you can bring greater awareness and greater connection to your nervous system so that that even that familiarity of uh, a bad, unhealthy relationship is no longer something that you're drawn to. And that's what I did. That's what I had to do. Um, and that's a lot of what I teach as a coach. Um, so Lars, a friend of mine recommended me to follow you. Have I regretted that? Nope. Good. I am so glad. Um, I always, always hope that what I'm sharing with you guys brings you more peace. It brings you more love. It brings you more clarity. Um, and that it really helps you on your journey to connecting with somebody. Um, boundaries help build a map to show the other person how to be successful with you. Yes. Absolutely. Your boundaries are as such essentially you saying, and this is why it's so important not only to know and establish your boundaries independently, um, but also to feel comfortable communicating with somebody that you trust to honor them because you're saying, I want to connect with you. I want to, I want to grow our relationship deeper. I want to find a way to really, really come together and build a life with you. This is how I feel safe. And somebody that's going to be worth investing in says, great. I love that. Sounds wonderful. Here's what I need to be safe. And then you bring those boundaries together and you build around them. And then, like I said earlier, as you build that trust and that connection, then those boundaries are going to shift a little bit and you're going to get closer. You're going to get more connected. You're going to feel safer. You're going to feel like this is a good relationship for me. This is a space where I feel like I can truly be myself. I can truly be seen by this other person and I'm not trying to hide parts of myself because I'm afraid of being rejected or I'm afraid that if I don't um, advocate for what I want and what I need, then you're going to walk away. So yes, yes, yes. Your boundaries exist to bring you closer, deeper connection. And if you find that your boundaries, however you have established them, however you have created them, however you're communicating them, if you find that they're isolating you um, and they're not bringing you deeper connection with anybody, um, then that would be an indicator to actually analyze your boundaries um, and, and see if you are hiding, if you have created them as a barrier so that uh, you can keep yourself really safe um, from from real connection. And, um, and I want to be clear that true safety is only found when you feel okay sharing your full self with somebody. Um, and the attempts to keep parts of you hidden for the sake of avoiding rejection, that's going to be the actual catalyst that's going to lead you to be rejected. So a little food for thought. I hope that this video has brought you some clarity and um, some just deeper connection with yourself, your situation. Um, I hope that you find a way to, um, to gently observe your past patterns um, and, and really get honest with yourself and say, okay, um, 
does my past indicate that I'm truly connecting with people or have I created a habit of rejection and being alone and alienating people and not really feeling seen by anybody? Um, and if you are looking at your past experiences and you're noticing that what feels familiar to you is loneliness and isolation and and the same kinds of breakups over and over again, um, then reach out to me because I've been there. That, that was my reality for a long time. Um, and it wasn't until I brought awareness and intention to shifting what I knew and what was familiar to me into actually connecting to my nervous system and being able to identify okay, when I met my husband, I was like, this is a safe person. This is someone that I feel really good with. This is someone I feel really calm around. This is someone that like literally on our first date, I probably said every single taboo thing that people will tell you not to share on first date. Um, and, and I just said it because honestly, I was like, you know what? This is how I really feel. This is what I really think. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to see if this guy can hang or not because you, like, I'm not going to hide an opinion just because I'm afraid that it's going to like freak him out. And, um, in fact, being so open and bold about all of those things and not holding back and not being like afraid of scaring him off, that's part of what drew us so close together that was part of what he liked about me in the beginning and that's part of what he likes about me now and that's not something that i have ever reined in it's not something i've ever backtracked on i constantly share very in the moment very raw very like opinionatedly oh yeah this is what i think uh, about this thing and i can say that to him and i know that it's safe and i know that even if he disagrees, even if he doesn't like it, he can say that. He can disagree with me. He can say, no, I'm not. I'm not on that same page. And then we can talk about it. And it's really not a big deal. It doesn't pull us apart. It doesn't create a wall. Um, it really honestly only brings us closer together because we each bring a lot of safety to each other in just being seen, being completely ourselves. Um, okay, I'm going to look at these last couple of questions and then I'm going to hop off here. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, still as a new convert, serving a mission isn't needed for being worthy to the temple, right? No, no, you can go to the temple if you didn't serve a mission. I haven't served a mission and I go to the temple, so no. Um, serving a mission, that's, that's a personal choice, um, something that a lot of people do and love some people do and didn't love some people don't do it like personal choice um connect to that divine identity like i talked about before um and yes absolutely we're all member missionaries i feel like instagram is kind of a platform for me to share the gospel in different ways um and i love that and i i have no like regrets about not serving a mission um but that's something that you have to decide for yourself and connect with personally um and then okay the last one from brandon have i ever been divorced before um no i have not been divorced um i i didn't get married until i was almost 30 um and my husband is 38 37 i actually don't know <laughs> don't tell him um so uh, so neither of us had been married before. We got married much later in life than like is normal for uh, church couples or BYU culture. Um, but I do actually coach a lot of divorced singles um, because I see how that divorce um, causes you to undermine your confidence, um, how that can kind of leak into uh, how you date now, um, and something that is really, really powerful um, that I want to share, and if it's triggering to you, um, then, you know, you can file it away from now, you can hop off this video, but um, I have a client who's divorced, um, and she has 
been on this journey for a while. She was in therapy. Um, we started coaching recently and, um, and on one of our calls, just like, just barely, she was like, oh my gosh, it has taken so long and so much work to see not that it was her fault that she got divorced, but the role that she played in the disconnection of her relationship. Um, and that for her has been a catalyst to reconnect with herself emotionally and rebuild her confidence. Um, and it can be really, really hard to do. Um, and I would just advise you and honestly everyone that's watching this video, um, if you are struggling to feel confident about yourself, if you are like, I feel kind of worthless, I feel kind of like not great, um, then I would encourage you to take time um, and ask God, can you show me my worth? Ask and then actually sit and wait for an answer. Ask Heavenly Father, am I loved? And I promise that he will confirm that you are. It might just take some time for you to calm all of the voices and the critics and the experiences in your head that are trying to trick you and convince you that you're not, okay? Um, I, I do absolutely believe wholeheartedly that each and every one of us on this video and in the entire world is a loved child of God, has value, and deserves to be seen fully, entirely for who they are, and you deserve love. And if I can help you step into that, um, then I absolutely want to. I still have one more one-on-one -on -one spot for my program, Becoming Your Best Option. If that's something that you're feeling really called and compelled to, then I have one spot left. That'll be pretty much it until at least June, maybe later. Um, so if you feel compelled, send me a DM and we'll talk about if that's going to be right for you. So thank you guys all so, so, so much for being here. I was a little nervous to get on here and share all of this because it's, it's being really visible. Um, and I appreciate all of the support and the feedback and the comments and the engagement. Um, I appreciate all of you and I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your Thursday.